we'll play in like a normal call and then we review the breakout question. Last week we had the four of us like this and we just stayed right here and we talked about it. So if, if that sounds okay to everybody, we can proceed that way. If people join us, we can adjust, but we'll, we'll kind of proceed that way. So let's take a moment and pray together. Yes, feeling the breath, centering and grounding in this moment, tuning into the love of God, the beauty of the present. So we're so grateful to be together, grateful to be together in this safe and loving space to share whatever comes up for us today. We're opening ourselves to healing, to awareness, to insight, to inspiration, to stepping out of any sense of smallness or fear, worry or doubt. We partner up with our higher self so we can tap into our own wisdom, our own knowing, our infinite nature. Hmm. And we are willing and we, we are willing and we enthusiastically, we joyfully share all the healing benefits we gain from this time together with everyone and anyone who could benefit. And so we rest and we trust and we enjoy this time. And so it is. Amen. Thank you, Angela. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. So we'll... Just take a moment. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to look at the question, um, I'll take the, the questions. There was a two-part question, and I will place it in the chat box here so everyone could see it. So we did, we did try to – hopefully you guys got the email where we sent out the topic ahead so you had a uh, heads up about it. Um, so the question from two weeks ago, class two weeks ago was, is there any place in our life where we're either withholding love or refusing it? Take a breath. <laughs> and then uh, if so, what is the cause and what is the effect, I suppose, of that withholding or that refusing? So if you want to have the chat open so you can re reference the question, I did put it there. So you can um, open the little chat window. But if anyone would like to start the sharing, please feel free. Otherwise, take your time to allow any thoughts to come. So. Uh, Angela? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just, can you repeat again the question? Do you see Marie on the bottom menu bar where it says chat? I, I, I cannot see it. Okay. Okay. The question is, is there any place in our life where we are either with Holding love or refusing love. 
Okay. Is there any place in our life where we're either withholding love or refusing love? Hmm. And the the second part was, if so, so, like if yes to either, what is the cause? What is the cause of our withholding or refusing? And what is the effect of our withholding or refusing? And Marie, just so you know, we just started sending an email with the topic so that if you, before you come to the call, you can always double check. It should come the day before, just so you know, so you have a chance to see the question. Yeah. Anybody want to start sharing? <laughs> well, yeah, I can start sharing. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that uh, in many, many situations in my life, I am holding love and refusing love. And what is the cause? I don't know. Oh, certainly it's judgment. Um, because when I, uh, I don't give love, it means that when I see people who hurt me, uh, I just look at them. I, I don't want to look at them anymore. Okay, I, I I see them, and I turn my eyes and I say, "Oh, I don't want to see them." So I don't want to even discuss with them, even to say hello. And. Uh, because uh, they were, I, in my mind, they were mean with me. And uh, when I am refusing love, um, yes, it happened in my life. When, uh, um, oh, by the way, uh, the, the effect of uh, holding love. Okay, so I feel truly... It was like I was anxious, you know. Uh, I don't feel well in my in my heart, and uh, trying to not see to look at the person, and um, well, uh, maybe it's not only judgment, but also uh, how do you call it? Resentment. Okay. Um, the effect is, of course, I don't feel well. Mm. And when I am refusing love, it happened to me, well, um, when I had argument with my husband, for instance, and uh, that, that he comes and say, okay, um, can you do this for me or do that for me? Uh, I can, uh, okay, instead of saying, okay, um, thank you, thank you, I just uh, say, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to hold you, to hear you, and uh, to listen to what you have to say. And, uh, of course, after that, I feel guilty, 
but uh, it's rather strange. Even when I feel guilty, I am I am unable to say I apologize after that. Thank you for being so honest and brave to start. Yeah, but you know, I I realized that uh, I am happy to be with you because I can truly open my my heart and tell you everything I couldn't stand. <laughs> I cannot stand anymore in my heart. That's a beautiful place to be here with you. Sorry for my English. It's not so. Oh, it's perfect. Thank you. I don't know if that, if you have uh, some suggestion to, because it still happens. <laughs> yeah. Anyone relate to Marie? Anyone want to share something? I can relate to Marie very well. Thank you. <laughs> and um, I have been withholding for quite a while, and it's not comfortable. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a very sad place to live, very painful. And um, so to me, that's the effect yeah um, and I'm not real sure what the true cause was other than some illnesses and some frightening things happening in my life and um, traumatic experience and all kinds of things but that seems to me right now to be sort of an excuse and um, or, or what I'm hiding behind. Um, and um, so the longer I withhold, the harder it is to move to the other side of it for me. And, um, and then I can feel my little two-year-old self saying, I don't want to. I just don't want to. You can't make me. And I can laugh at myself, but it's really not funny. It's, it's, um, it's painful. It's very painful. And so what I've begun to do is isolate. And I know that isolation is the enemy. So it was very important for me to be on this call today. Um, um, so I'd love to, Marie, have some wonderful realization along with you. Um, I love you, Caroline. 
<laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's it's this strange place that I'm not accustomed to living. I'm usually a pretty happy person and can get through most things, but maybe it's just because I'm finally not hiding behind all that and I'm even though it's sad right now. Um it's more honest. Yeah. And I can hear my conversations from my mom and saying, now, don't be sad. No one likes anybody to be sad. You have to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I think I had so many years of that on top of something. I mean, I'm not, I don't know. It's just crazy. <sighs> So all this stuff is coming up. And right at this particular moment, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. Whew. And out of saying that, I don't know that... Uh, huh. I don't know that my desire is to uh, just spread the love. It's more be authentic with the love that I do express to people. And when I'm just to be real, just to be real. And sometimes I don't want to. (laughs) Oh, boy. So thank you just for letting me say whatever it is I just said. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Carolyn and Marie, um, for your shares. And what I heard from both of you is just how aware you are. And, um, and, and that I, I find for myself is really helpful if I can get to the place where I'm aware of what's going on. And that's what I, I heard from both of you, although it's, it's a hard, not hard. Take that back. It's a, um, challenging time but the that you've got great awareness of what is going on for each of you and so thanks for sharing all that and um for myself the the one place that comes to mind i know there's probably several but um one of them where i feel i withhold and the isolating i can really relate to carolyn i'm a like the queen of isolation. So I I know all about that. Uh, When I was younger, I used to do the silent treatment. I was really good at uh, (laughs) giving people the silent treatment and being kind of snobby and all that. I'm, I kind of released that. I'm, that's not in my, uh, my uh, hopefully, but, but maybe a little bit in that um, I sort of think about the relationship I have with my daughter-in-law and um, it's, it's a different generation now with, with younger people. I think she's about 35. So it, it's completely different. The only thing I have to compare it to really was my own relationship with my mother-in-law. So sometimes I keep going back to that and I'm like, oh, I can't believe she's talking to me like that. I can't believe she said that because it's different now. People are 
are, and some of it I do find hurtful. I, I have to say that. And I'm like, wow, that really zapped me, you know? <coughs> and so what I do is I do isolate. I find myself withdrawing and, and it doesn't feel good. Um, I don't really like being that kind of person, but I still, I still do. And I think I'm trying to find ways to navigate through it because I've never been a mother-in-law. I don't really know. <coughs> I don't really know how to be. Um, so, and like some of my friends have said, oh, you've got to talk to her about it. You've got to say something. And I'm kind of like, well, maybe, but I, one of the things I don't want to do is create any problems with my son and my grandson. So I tend to kind of let things go. And yet I keep coming back to, oh my gosh, I'd never say that to my mother-in-law. Like I just, and then I have to keep backing it up and say, yeah, it's a different generation, but it's, um, yeah. And then I, the cause and the effect is, um, I, I wonder whether some of this is karma. I don't really know. Um, I Because when I had a mother-in-law, I was really young, and I was only 25. I was really unconscious. And there may have been things that happened there that I was just out of my awareness completely. And so maybe some of this is karma because it, um, it's just, a new relationship for me and I find myself feeling irritated so because I just I don't know but um, I'm not really big on uh, talking to people I feel that's a little confrontational so I'm um, I'm trying to work in the invisible and do Ho'oponopono and uh, really work on self-healing and self-love um, and not withholding love from myself. Uh, that's what I'm really trying to focus on and then believe and trust that the rest will sort of unfold. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. Um, I have a question. Um, how do you love yourself? I try to be kind with myself. But I don't even know how to be kind with myself. It seems to me I, I don't really understand self-love. Well, for me, I'm trying to release um, some of my self-criticism and my self-judgment. I'm trying to be aware of how, how um, you know, that voice in my mind will, will talk to me in, in an unkind way. For example, like, even when I say, oh, I never would have spoken to my mother-in-law like that, like, the, it, it doesn't really have anything to do with anything, like, that was a different time. That was a different relationship. This is today, and this is with a, a different person. I can't compare my mother-in-law to my daughter-in-law. It's just I can't compare it. But I do in my mind. I compare it and go, oh, I would have never said that. You know, so I'm just, I feel like I'm judging myself. Um, 
because I probably did say things that I was unaware of that I shouldn't have said to my mother-in-law. I'm sure I did. Um, I just don't know what it is. But it's only it's only human that I would make mistakes because I was only like 25. Of course, I'm going to make mistakes. Um, so that's kind of where I look at it. I'm I'm it's just that awareness of um, not being too hard on myself, judging myself. Okay. Thank you. I think the, for me, I think it really is um, that I'm uh, withholding my own love for myself. I think that's the basis of it all. And I don't know if I have to figure out why, but that's when the um, less than desirable behaviors come up. And I question, why am I staying up this late? What am I doing? And when I can look, when I can say to myself like I would say to a small child, okay, what's really going on here, sweetheart? What, what do you truly need? That's when I feel I can get through that. But when I go, okay, now, what's going on here? And why are you doing this? And I get in my own judgment about myself and how I'm, uh, not being what I think a good person should be or whatever. To me, that's when I'm loving myself. And and just like you said, Diane, when I'm speaking harshly to myself, even though outwardly I may be saying something pleasant to someone else, but inside I'm criticizing myself, to me that's not loving myself. If I can have the same kindness inside and outside, and the same honesty and authenticity inside and outside, then that's when I feel like I'm loving myself. And it may start with taking a nap or a bubble bath or something physical, a walk. Um, To me, that seems to help to break the pattern of the, um, I call it the committee, the committee chatter. Monkey mind, um, when I can do something physical. So, to me, I think, for me, I think it is truly uh, where I don't love myself is, where I don't love and express love and receive love is with myself. Mm-hmm. And then I close down. And uh, that's not good. Well, it's not good or bad, but it isn't comfortable. Let's say it that way. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you, both of you. I remember Jennifer saying, and it really impacted me the way that um, to to be a, to get upset is unkind to ourselves. Like it can happen that we're already upset, and it happened quickly, and we missed the signals and we went straight to upset. And then like Carolyn was sharing for me, even if the two year old within me is saying, I don't want to, then I respond to that, that emotion with, I understand. Mm -hmm. And I've had that day. I've talked about this day, but there was a day where I was just like, felt very hurt. Like you described Marie feeling hurt by someone and then saying, 
well, forget making dinner for you. And number two, I think I'll just go in bed under the covers and quit this whole day. I'm done with it. It's too hard. And then having a response to that reaction from, again, with from me saying, I understand. If you want to go to bed, I get it. And like you said, Carolyn, then I have an opening because it's like, oh, wait, I can do that. I'm okay to do that. I'm giving myself permission. Well, maybe I can do something else because now someone's with me. I'm not abandoned by myself. I'm not judged for my feelings. I'm heard. So, like, even then when I want to say, I hate him and I'm quitting and I'm just going to quit this day, it's like, I understand, honey. <coughs> you can do that if you have to. That's how I have, that's where my inner dialogue is going, where I can, in my, let's say in my, let's say if it's ugliest moments or most immature feeling or whatever, the, the hurt moments that are challenging, there is a dialogue though. There's like, okay, all right, what do you need? Like you said, Carolyn, like, what do you need? Um, but there's a presence within me that's responding to that where, I can't describe that so well, like how does that happen, but I just acknowledge how I'm feeling on some level, and then I can go to somewhere else, and then that day, that same day, I asked Spirit, what can I do, you know, because I had said, you can go to bed, okay, <laughs> well, what are my other choices, you know, like help me, so I was a little open, but if I had heard like a voice that said, get over yourself, or he's a projection of your mind or something that I, then I just be like, well, I screw it, you know, but instead I had said, it's okay. You can do that. And then I could say, well, spirit, what's the higher choice? I'll consider it. <laughs> and it was just like, just keep going and then go sit by your husband. That's it. Just sit by him. That was it. It was manageable. And I chose it. But it's the relationship of I will meet you wherever you are and I won't judge you where you are and I will understand where you are because I can. We can all understand ourselves. We can all understand. When people aren't nice, it's like, you. okay, yeah, maybe we, we, we are projecting it, we're creating it, but it's not always fun to receive it. So I, that's what I've been doing for in a recent experience where I would have had, a, I could see a couple years ago, my husband and I would have still not be talking maybe now after yesterday. And I can tell you that I didn't have a meltdown. He, I'm pregnant and then we were planning to go to the doctor and he knew about it. He didn't ever say to me, I can't wait to go with you. What is my role? And I will support you. He never had any of this, but he did his silent listening thing like, I'm like, tomorrow, remember. Da, da. And, and then in the morning, decided to ask me 30 minutes before the appointment, why am I supposed to go? I'm like, Okay, here we go. 
So I really composed and I just, I cried pretty soon after he said that, but I was just like composing myself and sorting through all the feelings because I could have easily rushed out the door. Screw you. You don't get it. Figure it out. Um, it's not a rocket science question here. But he literally asked me that, so that's what was in front of me. And easy for me to judge him, make meaning out of it, refuse love, shut down, say I'm not supported, make him wrong and bad. And I just breathed through all that because it was making me emotional because I was like, oh, God, I'm do this, so I have to deal with this. <laughs> like, he doesn't get it? Okay. So I composed, I went into the, and I was working with spirit and I got really strong, like, just answer the question as if it's an innocent question, as if he doesn't know, just answer it like he has no idea. So help him. So I did my best before I left and sat down and said, you asked me why you would go. Here are some of my thoughts on it and he was listening and he's looking at me and he's shaking his head and I am <laughs> you know and then I said and you know it's the way you show support and da 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 and um I said you can support me in your pajamas from that chair you could send me good vibes I guess <laughs> or you could come and learn what your role can be and become more involved so that you feel more involved. So you feel more, so we all are more connected, you know, but so, and the thing is he's African, Marie, maybe knows in a different cultural setting, he doesn't expect to be there. And even I'm having a home birth and he's like, I'll be outside. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. So this is where I can make tons of meaning. My mind wants to tell me you're not supported. He's a jerk. Men are not reliable. You have to do it yourself. Do it yourself. Leave him in the dust. He doesn't deserve to be involved. He doesn't get it. He's clueless. Like I have a very strong program that's like, oh, I, I'll tell you what to do with that question. Rise up and <laughs> separate the hell out of this thing. And instead, I really felt so proud yesterday, like victory of the century for me, that I could stay connected with him. And I think that's what this question is. How can we stay connected with our loved ones when we're actually hurting? And we're actually going through a lot, but we don't disconnect because it's more painful. I would have cried my, bawled my eyes out if I just left the house and I never said anything I would have felt so alone I have 40 minute drive I would have been like oh my God. but instead I was like oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe I did that thank you God and I was so peaceful I came home he did the dishes trying to apologize I was like oh noted noted the dishes thing because you never do them um but we connected and we talked and it was like no, nothing was lost there. That was a major victory for me. And the thing is, what we're talking about is it was so self-loving to me. I didn't have to be a miserable mess 
for however many days or hours or weeks or months or divorce. You know what I mean? <laughs> it could have just gone a lot differently. But I'm like, and guess what happened today as an amazing thing? Two Jehovah's Witnesses knocked on my door and asked me, hi, we're going around asking, what is the key to a happy marriage? I go, wonderful, I'm a great, and I just laid out an answer that was so long, and they were like, I am so happy. They gave me this, like, pamphlet, like, lead to a happy family life, and I go, I am getting so much closer. It was so funny. I thought it was like from the Twilight Zone. I was like, these ladies in their little like doily outfits, kind of like, oh. And I was like, and they were like, wow. So, so God is very funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's a huge victory. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's from practicing. It's from practice. Yeah. It's building the muscles. And what you did by stopping in the moment, not after you'd been driving 40 minutes and gotten all angry and then come home and apologize or whatever, but doing it at the moment. Oh, wow, that is huge. 30 minutes. I had 30 minutes to get ready, finish cooking his breakfast, which I did calmly. Amazing. I didn't poison it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't put salt all over it? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, And, you know, the baby, though, I swear, the presence of the baby feels very helpful to me. It feels like um, I feel nicer. So I'm thanking that. It's almost, I can't explain it, as if I'm hooked up to an IV of relaxation more like. I still get upset, but there is such a deep sense of calm I don't know if they can make this in a pill form if you're not pregnant, but this is what I wanted to say is the solution to get pregnant. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hormones. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but I feel very grateful. I can see that I'm not a lot nicer person. Uh, may I share just a short story with you? And um, one day a lady told it was in Africa, told to her mother, Mommy, I am fed up with my husband, so I um, I want to kill him. And uh, I, uh, I don't want to live with him anymore. And her mother, and she asked her mother, can you help me? And the mother said, okay, I will help you, but first of all, be very kind with him. Because otherwise people will see, you know, it's um, the wife who killed the, <laughs> who killed the, <laughs> the man. You have to show 
your love, your appreciation, and everything, but every day, this is a poison. You put one drop in his meal every day. But be very kind, so nobody will be suspicious. And she, she said, oh, Kimani, you are right. Yes. So she did that, and after one month, she, tell, she told her mother, Mommy, now I see I love this man. Have you got an antidote? <laughs> and the mother said, do you truly love him? Oh, yes. Now I realize that he's the most wonderful man I could <laughs> How can I have, please give me the antidote. I don't want to kill him anymore. And the mother said, there were, it was not a poison. The poison was your heart. <laughs> was in your heart. That is a beautiful story. Yeah. Well, it could be in your mind or in your heart, but the mother said there was no poison. Nothing at all. The poison was in you. <laughs> How do you feel telling that story? No, I I realized that uh, I forgot that story. <laughs> and uh, now I see Ireland. I see my husband differently. <laughs> I'll try to. Yeah, I think I won't hold my love anymore. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's getting to this. I can't explain it, but I've got to this tipping point. You know, this Jennifer talks of the tipping point of our spiritual work. And for me, in the spectrum of my husband's jerk he doesn't deserve my love to he's an innocent child of god's spectrum i think i've crossed over to he's innocent more than he's a jerk so i can it gives me like i regroup easier now because i'm on the tipping point scale i'm looking for his innocence i'm not looking for his faults mm. it's helped a lot I don't know how that happened I think I just kept looking for his innocence and now I see it faster and spirit can help me a lot when I'm not making him the enemy when he's the enemy it's as if I can't hear anything I can't hear any help well thank you yes you're right and it feels so good to see him as innocent. You understand? Yeah. It feels, it gives me my life back or something. It gives me back my peace or something. But it must be we have to see ourselves as innocent first. I must be for that to happen or it's the same thing or... Like you said, you've been practicing, so you're you're building, right? Each each time is a little bit more. Because I've heard you say that before in other calls about people's innocence and how how we how we were um, so innocent 
that we took on all of these negative thought patterns because we, we just didn't know any better. And um, and and I can see your I can see your um, your husband asking a very innocent question. Yes, I can see your reaction as well. Like I mm -hmm. I can see both, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's wonderful that that you're able to get it a handle on it so quick so that it doesn't go on and on, especially with a baby coming in. It's just yeah. wonderful because that's going to be so beneficial, you know, when, uh, when you need to be like that because you've got a baby now and you don't want to be dragging these things on for days. Yeah. You know, it's so beautiful. It's a gift to me. That's what I see it as. Like, I will keep you in peace. That's my job. So it's like navigating, oh, God, all these thoughts, and then saying, no, those don't help me. Okay, where's the peaceful thought? What's the peaceful solution? Mayday. <laughs> and then I get nothing. <laughs> but I think we, we don't realize we're actually interested in the upset we don't realize. Because I could get a lot of I could get a lot of people to agree with me that he shouldn't ask me that. I could just go on a kind of campaign about it. <laughs> Can you tell me again the question? His, my husband's question? It was kind of like... And he literally, I can't even, he's in his pajamas. He's kind of like scratching and he's like, why am I supposed to go? Why am I supposed to go? And, you know, I know the story of my father, which is you're, you're pregnant during hunting season. You're lucky if I'm going to get there. And my mom's saying, well, forget it. I'll go myself. This is where I'm coming from, not very far off, that I created a very similar situation where it's different, but my husband culturally perhaps is programmed not to step in. Um, so it's as if I'm giving, I'm taking this on for the other people where I've created what I know. Yeah. But I know that when he asks me, it's like prime time for me to share. It's really helpful. He's not just going because he thinks he's supposed to. He's like, why should I go? And I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. A beautiful teaching moment. Woo! Yeah, and, and to stay out of, well, if you cared about me, if you really loved me, you would know what to do. All that conversation that's not helpful at all, um, which is on some level what we, what I, what I do, and what I find people do with all kinds of things. Yes. You know, you wouldn't do that if you were respectful or whatever. Yes. Or if you cared, mainly if you cared about me, you would know what to do. Yes. <laughs> How serious that. And I used to take it like. 
if I had value and worth, I would attract a much more loving partner. So this is a reflection of how poorly I think of myself. I used to blame myself for that. And feel so bad and wrong, like, oh, my God, I picked the worst one. What's wrong with me? So it's like victim or not, you know, or so many meanings you can make that are so painful. That's great. Very helpful, Angela. No, I appreciate this. Um, I appreciate you letting me share it and... You know, I, this is my sixth year in Masterful Living, so I'm just saying, I've been practicing. <laughs> Six years, well. Yeah, I'm not, saying it, I'm not saying it takes six years, but I'm just saying. <laughs> May oh. take ten. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's good, because uh, even Jennifer said she is still practicing. So I think it's it will never finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we are going deeper and deeper and deeper in our uh, what I say. Well, each year is, is for me, is more and more helpful. This is halfway through my fourth year. But I, I really feel like I'm starting to see more, um, that like the fog is starting to lift a bit. So I guess it's just, you know, everybody's timeline is, is different. Um, and, and I know I still have a long ways to go because I cannot – remain connected when I'm upset. I, I don't have that skill set yet. Mm-hmm. But me, but I if I can see it in somebody else, like I can see that in you, Angela, then I know if she can do it, I can do it. And um so that gives me tremendous hope that, you know, it's it's not about a timeline. It's just about that like one minute mile. If somebody can run that one minute mile, other people can do it too. And I can do it. So thank you. And literally our role model is like Jesus Christ. And I think it's amazing because Jennifer will every once in a while kind of remind us, as Jesus said somewhere, you are all of like, sort of whatever however it's said you you have all these powers and more mm-hmm. to be unbothered and at peace in this life and um i love when she reminds us that like we we can hold the bar so high for ourselves not in a way that's pressure but like we can like Somebody could hold you at gunpoint and you could stay connected, not afraid 
Like, mm. and that's like God was went on the cross and was like, forgive them, forgive these people. And we can do that. That's amazing. I love being reminded that. Yeah. Thank you for reminding us. Yeah. Angela. But when you say that, I'm, I agree with you, but at this moment, it's, still, it's only in my mind. It's not in my heart. Yeah. And how do you do that? You know, when she said, be heart, mind, congruent. Yeah, um, I have that power, but where can I find that power? How do I do? How can I do to, to well, to you? Well, how do you use that, that power? What do you guys think? Um, well, it's just certainly a good thing to think about. I can tell you when I'm not, that is very apparent. And, um, and then I can contrast it with, you know, a feeling of connectedness and peace and caring. But how to... Um, consciously choose that when it's not looking so loving and congruent and peaceful that's the challenge you know and it's what you said you did Angela you just said okay wait a minute here I'm going to deal with this I'm going to not not being mean and not being um, maybe you were a little upset but not but just out of really dealing with it right now and to me that's it right dealing with it right now mm-hmm. um i don't know i don't know how but um i i understand it not so sure i can practice it but i understand it i think it's willing for me it's um thanks caroline i think it's willing um to be really more vigilant about loving myself and when you said um angela that being upset is not kind to yourself um i like i really heard that and um i think of all the times i have chosen to be upset and i upset people around me um and and that wasn't un, that wasn't kind to me and it wasn't kind to others but first and foremost it was really unkind thing for me to do to myself it's sort of like um hurting myself um, yeah so i know like um i just want to become have greater awareness around how i'm feeling when i choose upset and that i'm not feeling good and i can make another choice or i can be willing to make another choice because those patterns it they're so um they've been used so many times by me that it's just such an unconscious way of being um 
So I think this year, that's what I'm really trying to focus on more as the self-loving choice, which is what I heard you say, Angela, in, in your share is just, um, and I don't know why it's, it's, it can feel hard or challenging to make the self-loving choice. It's, um, and then everybody's going to benefit from that. Your husband benefits, your baby benefits because of all those loving hormones you've got going on in your body. Like it's just benefiting everybody. Um, so that's, that's my, is just looking at trying to be more self-loving. For me, right in the moment when I'm upset, I try to understand what am I thinking. I really, what am I thinking right now? Okay, he, he should he should know this. He should know he should know. Or he's I don't know disappointing or something. Um, and then I do I do like the Byron Katie where I'll flip it and say he shouldn't know this. Okay. Like, I break it up, just start cracking away at it so it doesn't start taking over me. And just look at the thought and start flipping it around. What if he shouldn't know this? Okay. So, again, it points to his innocence every time. It's like he shouldn't know this. Um, so I should support him in this moment. I feel unsupported by him. That makes me upset. If I support him in the moment, I fully, fully evolve out of the problem. I conquer the whole problem. Because what I want in the moment that I feel deprived of, I do my best to identify it and then offer it to myself, number one, and see if I can offer it to the other, if I can muster the courage. And spirit helps me. I asked spirit. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to go have this conversation. Spirit, come with me. Spirit, help me. Help me. That's the other thing I think is just being open to help, like having a window open where you're asking for help and what to do. Because your personality might just have a field day with being upset and, and bringing up all your past and everything and just overwhelming you in the moment. My personality remembers my father and remembers all that stuff and it compounds it for me but spirit is so gentle and has me doing something brand new like, so girl power <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone want to leave with an intention or a prayer request, something you want to state as your intention or uh, if you'd like to request a specific prayer? Yes. Um, I have some prayer requests. You know that my son, now he could keep his uh, two children from uh, his uh, wife. And uh, now he has, uh, you know, um, his second, uh, it's, it's not 
it was not she was not his wife mm-hmm. but they were together and they had a boy mm-hmm. and now the boy is with the second mother and uh she left she left my son with the two children and uh the situation is again in front of the court mm. and secondly the lady asked my uh, my son to sell the house and uh, i don't know where he could go <laughs> and uh, my request is just to not for me but for him to to be guided and to receive light love and whatever you know you know the situation you'll offer the prayer mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. sure anyone else okay mine is along the lines of what we've been talking about just um asking spirit but receiving loving myself more mm-hmm. yeah mine would be um that i can hear more clearly the holy spirit's voice and that i will make efforts to really listen for it mm-hmm. and i'm just having prayers as uh there's a uh, my placenta is apparently very low right now so it usually moves up in pregnancy naturally but um the doctors sort of put me on a bit of an alert um which i don't like but i'm working on not making it real but also not being stubborn and not being closed to the information but just to stay open and trusting and listen to my body um yeah so we'll wrap this all up in a prayer i'll do if if anyone would like to try to do it i'm happy to step but i'm also happy to try yeah okay me okay so let's pray together <sighs> we just say thank you spirit thank you for this beautiful time together we're so grateful to join a group that maybe wouldn't otherwise get to meet we're really grateful for this opportunity to join with this topic of withholding love refusing love and we're so willing to open ourselves more fully to the love that we are to the love that is constantly streaming to us and through us if we continuously re- release our judgment release the meaning release the stories 
and stay as present as we can. We are so willing to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, which would gently guide us to the loving choice. We are willing to have compassion and patience and forgiveness with ourselves if we happen to forget. And by having love and compassion and forgiveness with ourselves, we stay in that same flow of love. It's all the same. And so we remember that each moment is an opportunity to express more love to the other, to ourself. And we are asking Spirit to fully guide Marie's son through his process with his family. Trusting his path is unfolding perfectly for him. Trusting that you have got him, you've got the children, you have a plan. And that Marie can stay in her loving heart and be a loving support to him without fear or worry or doubt. And just placing all of our health, all of our physical uh, well-being in the hands of God, knowing the truth is we are not a body ultimately. And we hold in our mind our wholeness, our perfection, and we listen to the body's communication with us. We are so grateful to remember we are infinite beings connected to the infinite source of life. We do our best to know that the kingdom is within. We receive the gifts. We are worthy of all the gifts. And we joyfully share all this bounty with everyone as we know we are one. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Thank you, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Angela, for you. I love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Marie and Caroline. Bye. Bye. Um, okay. Next week, next week,